Welcome into the podcast, Low Boomers. Before we get started today, I just want to talk about our amazing sponsors at High Bank Distillery uh, over there on Goodale Boulevard, right across from the Goodale Yard. Uh, amazing spirits. They make them all in-house. Uh, they also have a new location up there in New Albany. Check them out at highbankco.com for more info. Best spirits in the city, best food in the city, just best everything, best people, uh, best staff, all of that. You got anything to add to that? Little boomer tested, little boomer approved. Put a seal on that shit. And I don't approve it if I don't use it. That's correct. The the lemonade, the vodka lemonades from High Bank are better than spitting chiclets and their mass produced shit. Uh, so, anyways, highbankco.com for more info. This is not me to turn into a hit piece. Um, our other sponsor. Uh, we have some exciting news coming out soon, but we're not ready to announce that yet. But shoptheartillery.com. Uh, go there to get all of your merch. I think we still got 20% going on, if I'm not mistaken. 20% off of the website. Uh, if you go there and it's not 20% off still, then I'm sorry. Uh, but go buy something anyways. because Just that's, DM Jordan. Yeah, get the DM code. Jordan. That's his fault. Uh, shoptheartillery.com. Uh, yeah, you, let's get into it. I think we're good there. Shut up and sit down. Hey, welcome into another edition of Bucket and Boomer Podcast. I am your host, Bucket Hat Kyle. I almost called myself Low Boomer. Uh, speaking of Low Boomer, he's sitting here right next to me. How are you feeling today, Low Boomer? Everybody wants to be a Little Boomer. But I am coming down off of a four-day high. I finally saw Iron Maiden after 30 years of trying to go. Hell yeah. How was that show? You didn't just go to Iron Maiden, though, at Nationwide Arena. Uh, tell tell them the, tell them about your whole experience you had. Well, we it started out. We went to the AAA Blue Jackets scramble. Great we time. Were, we sponsored up there and uh, played in it, and then they had a auction, and I decided five hundred plus dollars for two tickets. That concert was too much, but eleven seventy five for twenty tickets in a suite was not too much. Yeah. So I managed to win the suite, and took sixteen of my friends. I had two extra tickets. Sorry. No, actually, yours got used. I just had two. Oh, I, hell wanted, yeah. I wanted more room, so I didn't give them all away. Fair enough. But for the first time in my life, I got to experience the suite level. And on my way from the elevator to the suite, I was spotted as Little Boomer in the suite section. How in the hell that happened, I will never know. You're a legend inside those hallowed halls, my friend. <laughs> I'm starting to believe it. But, dude, 30 years. I wanted to go to Iron Maiden when I was 15 years old. My mom said, You're too young. I wanted to go when I was 19 years old. The Army said, no, you got shit to do. I wanted to go when I was in my early 20s. I was raising kids and broke. And finally, at 45 years old, I saw Iron Maiden, and it was as advertised. Love to hear it. Just like just like the recordings, huh? Dude, it sounded like you were listening to Spotify except watching a show. That's they, pretty cool. They put on a show. It wasn't just a concert. It was a performance. I saw your video of like the big giant knight that the, was out there. Just, the like, Sinjitsu? Yeah, swinging a sword around and shit. Dude, it, there's another video I got to put together, but uh, Bruce Dickinson, the lead singer, actually fights a giant Eddie. <laughs> That's Eddie's hilarious. the mummy from all the album covers, for those of you that don't know. I know a lot of you are sitting there right now going, who in the hell is Iron Maiden? Well, run to the hills. Iron Maiden is my Harry Styles. 
I literally teared up when they came on stage. I almost cried. No way. Absolutely. We love to hear it, man. And I'm a, glad you had such uh, a good Lane Shercliffe got a picture of me when they come out that has become my cover page on everything. Yeah, let's talk about your star-studded cast that you had up there in that suite with you. It started out with uh, me and Mrs. Boomer. Of course. The star um, of the show always. And I invited uh, her brother and his wife. Um, at the last minute, his wife decided not to come, so... His buddy, Lucas, that was going to babysit, him and Lauren traded spots, so Lucas got to come. I invited a friend of mine, Dwayne, that I used to work with, which is the only other diehard Iron Maiden fan I know. Yeah. So him and his wife. And then I brought uh, Lane Shercliffe. Yeah. And uh, Mike Todd. Mike Todd. And I gave Mike Todd an extra ticket to bring a buddy of his. Um, Sarah Kent came. Boone at Bulls came. Hell yeah. Um, Jim the Usher. Oh, Usher, Jim, and Brenda were there. That's right. Love to hear it. Which, dude, have you ever went up and down and all through that arena when you have an Usher with you? Like, we were taking elevators I didn't know existed. <laughs> That's amazing. We were able to sneak out of the smoking section, buy our T-shirts at the outside stand, and Jim snuck us back in. Wow. It was great. That's amazing. And my Iron Maiden. bar tab, $10. Everybody else bought my shit. No shit. $10. What a night. It's amazing. You heard it here first. Iron Maiden, great show. You probably didn't hear it here first. They've been doing shows for 40 years now, longer than that even, uh, 40 years, and they still doing it right. So You would never guess these guys were in their 70s. No shit. Let's get into hockey here. Uh, got some news and notes from around the league. Um, somber news today uh, from around the league, uh, starting with Nick Foligno, uh, beloved, oh, dear old Nick Foligno. Uh, somehow it, he got, you know, the Blue Jackets traded him two years ago to Toronto for a first-round pick, and less than two years later he's being cut from the Boston Bruins. Um, never saw that coming, but he is available technically. Time is undefeated. I think he cleared waivers. Yeah, he was not picked up. Um, no one, point, no one's picking eight, up yeah. that 3.8. Nobody wants that 3.8. Blue Jackets can't afford that 3.8. We're not here to talk about Nick Foligno coming back to the Blue Jackets because that is not even a possibility right now financially. Uh, right. Well, the no same, the same people that bitched and moaned about 4x4 four four for Gabranson are the same people that want to spend 3.8 on Nick Foligno. Makes no sense. Um, anyways, beloved Nick Foligno, uh, I'm sure he'll retire soon and come home to Columbus where he belongs. Boston can buy him out. He can play here for one day for $1 and retire a Blue Jacket. That'd be pretty cool. It doesn't happen very often anymore. I would love to see that happen, but do you think that's a possibility of Felino signing that one-day contract? Chara just did it with Boston. I do because the, the mark he left on this organization, he was a great leader and a great community guy and has every intention of coming back here, last, he, last we heard. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, I just heard the motorcycle too. Yeah, motorcycle is a lot <laughs> of shit. We're on, out. No, I don't know if that's on the speaker, but who uh, cares? It's crazy. But yeah, I just I think with what he did for the community and the plans that he has to come back here, I I think a one day deal like they did for Chara could be in the cards for him. Yeah, I, I hope so. I think that'd be really cool. Um, based on how Felino, I don't I don't know Nick Felino personally. I don't haven't talked to him, and I don't know what his mindset is, but. Just based off of the last season that he had, uh, I I could totally see him retiring at his age and getting cut um, at his age. I don't see he, he could totally try to make a push for another team to make another year's worth of salary. But 
I could totally see him getting cut here or uh, reti- retiring. I don't even think it has anything to do with the salary at this point. It's just is that drive still there? I right. mean, a lot of guys just do not want to give it up. I mean, look at a guy like Keith Yandel last year. He was a shell of himself. I don't True. want to see a shell of Felino. Yeah, that's a good point. I wouldn't either. Um, so moving on from that, uh, some other news around the league uh, came out yesterday, I believe. Um, if you haven't heard about it yet, uh, Ian Cole accused of grooming and uh, sexually harassing or assaulting uh, a minor. Um, we're not going to get into that here. This is not what uh, this podcast is for. Yeah, they, Ian Cole has put out a statement that says that he's not saying any further till the investigation's done. The team has suspended him. Put out a statement that's saying they're not going to say anything else until the investigation's done, and I think we'll just take the same stance. Yeah, we're just going to take the the not saying anything road. So we're just going to do that. We'll see what happens and go from there. So we're going to move into Blue Jackets hockey. Then um, some interesting stuff has happened since last week. Since we did our podcast last week, uh, we'll get to what you want to talk about. I already see that giant smile on your face over there. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, so some roster moves from the last couple of days uh, today. The 23-man roster was announced. Um, I'm not going to read the whole list to you right now, but if you want to check it out, get on the Blue Jackets website or just get on Twitter. It's all over Twitter. Uh, Some notable cuts and uh, keeps, I guess, is what we want to call those. Um, The first one, we'll just get right into it here. Uh, Emil Bemstrom was uh, put on waivers with the intention of him getting sent to Cleveland. He cleared waivers. Uh, what what was the Boomer household like yesterday when Bemstrom was cut from the team? It was very somber. It was almost like there had been a funeral. We were very, very sad. And I'm lying! I was at Roosters. I did the happy dance. I was playing Oh Happy Day on my phone. Look, I don't hate Bemstrom. Everybody thinks I hate Bemstrom, but I don't hate Bemstrom. I just... Thought other people outperformed him the last two seasons, and we just keep giving opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. And Brad Larson himself came out and said that the reason Bimstrom is not here is because Dan Forth and Chinnikov took his spot. Yeah, that's a good point. I've got that in here as well. And uh, I think Chinnikov uh, played out of his mind. Dude, this, I this am ready to see Chinnikov this year. He looks like a completely different player, like something has clicked. Yeah, I agree with that. He's definitely uh, – I think his game has matured. He is smarter with the puck, uh, and that shot is, has not changed since last year. That that wrist shot he's got is, is fucking it, nasty. It comes off that stick so fast. Yeah, great wrist shot. Um, very happy to see him take that step. And then uh, – and, and Danforth, man. I think Danforth showed it at the end of the year last year and has not lost any momentum at no, all. I mean, if you remember right at the end of last year, Danforth was my biggest surprise, and I – He's done nothing but get better. Yeah, I agree. He's he's fast. He's he's rough on the puck. Uh, he's good on the boards and um, good third line guy that can that can keep possession of the puck. See, and that's the key there. Third line guy. He's not going to get shoved on the fourth line just to be there. He earned a spot on the third line for he's, sure. He's not a grinder. He's a player. Yeah, that that fourth line is looking like uh, Corrali and Olivier, and I don't remember who's on the left side. Um, Robinson. Robinson. So that that was a pretty good line last year, minus Olivier. I, uh, Olivier, I think his upside is is the physicality. I don't think he has a lot of offensive upside, but that's okay on the fourth line. Uh, that's that's a line where you just stop them from scoring until your scorers can get back out on the ice. Yeah, I mean we got to see him throw once in the preseason, and uh, he did not disappoint. No, he that fight was uh, 
he took one and just kind of said, <laughs> yeah. And then four shots later, dude's laying on the ice. Laying down. It he was... just goes to the box, throws his glove off, looks at his hand like, yeah, we're good. Takes a drink, grabs a towel, and just waits. Place went nuts. Place, the whole the whole arena, if you were at that I game I almost tackled Thursday. you. Yeah, that was so, but yes, you're right. That was so much fun. Uh, yeah, so I think Olivier is, is, is looking good where he's at. Um, so, yeah, Bemstrom getting moved down. What, what took so long? Because we kind of knew that he didn't really have a, a place here on the team. He... He did okay. He's done okay in the last year. The numbers aren't really there for the scoring guy he's supposed to be. Um, I, I just I'm curious as to what took so long, and I, I think it comes down to one thing. But what do you have anything on that? What took well, so I mean, long? Analytically, he's supposedly our best defensive forward, yeah. and we do have some analytics people in our front office. They, yeah, they there's like, a they like analytics. Can't remember his name. He's like 28. He's my age. That but, runs the analytics. Honestly, I think it was one of those things. It was kind of – I honestly think it was kind of like a pride thing. Like, this was my guy. This was my project. I'm going to make this work. And it's like the one thing Yarmo's done that I don't agree with since he's been you here. You think that Yarmo's that kind of GM where he's like, this guy is my guy. I think he's the best. I think he was with this one, and I think he learned from it this year. Yeah, I think he did this. I think he's doing the same thing with Corpy as well, but we, we don't need to get into that. I, I mean, the one-year deal, Corey's not even healthy yet. I just – that didn't make a lot of sense to me either, but – as cheap as we got him. Yeah, man. that's fair. If he goes back to all-star form, that's a steal. Uh, if he doesn't, right. you move him at the deadline. He's not even on the roster right now. But uh, Bemstrom, yeah, going back to Bemstrom, I I don't want to spend too much time on him. He's not really worth it, in my opinion, That the time that we're spending on talking I, about him. We'll but spend a little time because, like I said, I don't hate the kid. I hope – There's no room for him. I either. hope he goes to Cleveland. And I hope he balls out, and I hope he fights to get a spot on this team again and pushes the other guys even harder. Yeah. I mean, they were geniuses at training camp this year. Bringing in a Rask, bringing in a James Neal. These guys that they were like, oh, shit, they have names. They played in this league. They pushed the Chinnikoffs and the Danforths and the, the Carson Myers, who's not on the roster, but he will play up here this year. Yeah. They pushed those guys to where – even J.D. said at the season ticket holder party, meet and greet, that Carson Meyer did everything we asked and then more. So they were very smart with who they invited to camp this year, and it just made some guys step up because Chinnikoff, I mean, at the end of last season, we all we already had Chinnikoffs penciled in in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, I, he didn't play well last season. He's looked a lot better for sure. We weren't. I was expecting him to make that step this year. He literally led the preseason in goals. He did. Yeah, the whole preseason, like everybody. Um, and some more interesting stuff that with the Bemstrom uh, news is um, there's some guys that could have that would have been on on waivers if they were sent down, like uh, like Liam Foodie. Um, I think this is Liam Foodie. Liam Foodie's on the roster. He's made the 23 man roster. Uh, congratulations to him. Hopefully he sticks. He hasn't in the past. Hopefully he can stay healthy. Yeah. Uh, we were told about all the speed he has and all that. I haven't really seen it, but he, I've seen the, the hockey IQ from him. Um, I think that the main reason, though, that Foodie is here and that somebody like Carson Meyer or Marchenko is not uh, is simply because of the waiver situation. I know when it comes to front office and coaching and all that, you want to put the best guys on the ice at all times, but on the business side, it doesn't always make sense to do that. And in this situation right now where this team is still retooling, and honestly, they are. They're still figuring out what team they want to put out there on the ice. Uh, they I thought don't we were winning the cup this year. They don't have to win this year. They have another year or two, in my opinion, before they start winning No, we're just going to win it this year. I know. Everybody get, on, thinks, get on the wagon. Everybody thinks they're getting triple-digit fucking points this year. I think it's crazy. Uh, you ain't going to like my prediction. I'm not. I, 
I already know I'm not. But I think I think Foodie gets his last chance this season with this and and guys like Marchenko and and uh, and Yur not Yurichek. Um, who was the other guy? Marchenko and Meyer. Um, they didn't have to. They didn't have to pass through waivers. They would have got claimed immediately, uh, but they don't have to pass through waivers. So I think it made the most sense business-wise to send guys down that you know you're not going to lose if you try to send them down and give the guys that are going to get waived their last chance. Like, well, Benstrom didn't get it. He got fucking pushed out regardless. Right. But like uh, Liam Foody and Dan but he was But he was pushed out. You know, I mean, Carson Meyer got sent down because he's waivers exempt. Uh, Tyler Angle was waivers exempt. Uh, Marchenko's waivers exempt. So if we do decide to send KJ down at some point, he's waivers exempt. They don't have to worry about it. But guys like Foodie, guys like Bemstrom, guys like Brendan Gauntz, Trey Fix Polanski, they're not. So if you move them at the wrong time when the season starts, if you bring them up and then try to bring them back down, you know, somebody has an injury here or there, right. they could steal one of those guys. That's something somebody, I won't mention a name, she told me that um, – from her experience with the team and her being around the team so much and the monsters that the, she, she's always noticed that the blue jackets front office has always been scared to death of the waivers always. And it, it makes sense because they clearly are. I mean, but that also makes sense for them to be scared of that. Cause you do not want to put a guy like Mark, uh, like, like foodie through the waivers and then him go and just fucking kill it on another team. Right. That I wouldn't, mean, that wouldn't make any sense. Right. What you want to do is you want to give him that last chance. If he does step up and take a spot, then Okay, we got the Liam Foodie we were expecting. If he steps up and there's still not room for him, now there's trade value. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, trade value is always good, especially with guys, younger guys like that. Uh, another guy here that we that, that jumped off the page to me was uh, David Juracek. Um, I think he had a great Traverse City tournament. He had a great camp. Uh, was right there to the end. Mateichuk, his his draft partner basically got speaking of Mateachuk, have you seen what him and Dumay are doing up in oh, uh, juniors? Is, of, is playing out of his mind well, up there Mateachuk went back he got sent down to his junior team had a I can't remember how long uh, John Davidson said the flight was to get him there but he left in the morning went back to his junior team and then had I think three or four points and the game-winning goal in his first game back after traveling all day wow and then Dumay has got like 10 points he's got like He's got some streak going on in juniors that goes back to last year. Yeah. Like 16 or 17 games. He's unbelievable. I mean, it's just ridiculous just what so these two small. are doing. Well, so he was fast. So small, very fast. Yeah, very yeah. fast. Number 13 ain't huge. You're right. No, it's a good point. There's not many players on the earth like number 13, though. Um, and one of those is Artemi Panarin. But anyways, we're not getting into that. It's, I am so excited for Goudreau, dude. It's the, it's the next coming of Panarin and then some. I'm oh, telling yeah. you. Uh. All right, so you're a check sent to Cleveland. I so J- Jordan was texting me today and tweeting at me, kind of giving me some shit. Um, Jordan, the commander in chief of the artillery, tell, asking last week we did a uh, artillery podcast about the predictions and what our biggest surprise would be. And mine, I said you're a check will make the team out of camp, and Blankenberg will get sent down to uh, Cleveland. The opposite of that happened. Uh, so Jordan is now in my text, in my DMs, all over my shit, asking me what my thoughts are on that. Give it 20 games. My thoughts are give it 20 games. 20 games, Six. Blankenberg's going to show his ass. He's too small. He's, he's, got, he's got the heart. He's gonna get, he might get hurt, uh, like you just said. I, I, I'm, call, I'm throwing you under the bus for that one. I'm not saying he's going to get hurt. You uh, said that. Uh, what have I been saying all offseason about Blankenberg? I love the kid. Remember when he came here? Oh, he's, great. he's my kind of guy. He's great, yeah. Because I, I I'm not a big superstar guy. I'm not a big skill guy. I like the grinders. I like the blue-collar guys. I like the guys 
that work to get everything they get. And Blankenberg's story is amazing. And the way he came in and just the intensity he had last year. But unfortunately, with what we have in our defensive stockpile right now, he's the new Scott Harrington. I yeah, I, I don't I don't want to speculate years in advance. Um, and I do like Blankenberg as well. Uh, but strictly from a player looking at what we have in the prospect pool aspect, I don't see him making it out like getting an extension. Um, he he's on a two-year deal. I think he'll be here this year, next year. Uh, I don't see him doing much more than that. When you got Carson Kuhlman's coming out, Juracek coming up, Christensen's still in the system, uh, uh, Matei Chuck up in Halifax. Uh, the defensive pool is deep right now, and Andy's waivers exempted. Oh, is he really? I didn't think. I thought that he had waivers on him for sure. Okay. So yeah, I could see him. I don't know. I see. You know, Jake Christensen was a was a route Interstate 71 warrior last year. I could see Juracek being the same thing. Well, and then the other thing Blankenberg's got going for him, though, is he can play right or left side. So if there is an injury, he can play either side. Yeah, he has to because that's the only way he can get on the roster. And Jake Bean didn't fly off the roster during preseason no. this year. There's no guarantee he's going to be a fixture in the lineup. So those two may be rotating back and forth till one of them take it. Bean has legitimately been disappointing to this Dude, point. I, honestly, Blankenberg's played better than Bean, in I my agree. opinion. It's just that size, man. Just, I know. When it's, you're four foot three, a buck 12. I keep going back to it. I, I think he's got everything but the size. The dude is smaller than me, and I am 5'8". He is shorter than I am, lighter than I am. And I know for a fact that I would get fucking crushed on the ice by any of these guys. I'm telling you right now, dude. I'm just I'm completely putting in my own personal bias into this, but holy shit, I don't I can't believe he's still out there. It's not the size of the dog in the fight, it's the size of the fight in the dog. Yeah, girl told me that one night. I didn't know what it meant, but all right. <laughs> moving <laughs> moving on. Uh that was a long time ago. Anyways, uh certain persons listening to this right now. Go under roster. Moving on away from that. So those are the roster well, moves. Uh, one, the other, one other thing we didn't touch on the roster yeah. is, you know, with Foodie here, Kent Johnson's here too. And if you look at the lines right now, I mean, we're probably looking at a line A, Jenner, Gaudreau, first line, and Nyquist, Roslovic, Vorchek, second line, a Danforth, Sillinger, uh, Chinnikov third line, and then that leaves you Robinson, Corrali, and Olivier on that fourth line. I can see a guy like Johnson or Foodie when they do come in. Like, if Johnson comes in, he's not going on that fourth line. You're going to see a night where we don't need Olivier to beat the crap out of somebody, and you're going to you're gonna scratch him, and if Johnson draws in, you're probably going to see Danforth move down and Johnson play that third line role. Now, with Foodie, he has the ability to play either of those spots. He could take that fourth line spot, or he could – Take that third line spot and let Danforth go down. Did I miss something? Did did Luoto make the? No. Okay. Never mind. Luoto got cut. Okay. Never mind. I'm sorry. I was just looking at a Svoboda tweet and I was like, wait a minute. Uh, yeah. So right now we'll just we'll just call call the lines how they are right now. Um, this is from Svoboda this morning. Uh, this is pretty much how it's probably going to shake out for opening night. Probably. Uh, it's got Goudreau, Jenner, Line A. That's Goudreau on the left and Line A on the right. So that's a little different than what we saw. Yeah, um, but they those two. You don't matter where you put them. Lining's gonna come down the left cycle, side, and Drew's gonna cover the whole damn ice. They'll figure it out. 
Uh, second line, Roslovic in the middle, Chinnikov on the left, Vorchek on the right. Uh, third Dude, line, you got Chinnikov, Vorchek together have been great. Yeah, I could see it. And then Roslovic, man, he's looked really good in the preseason yeah, with those I'm guys. Curious we'll, to see if they put Nyquist back on that second line or if they leave Chinnikov up. I, I would be too. So speaking of that, uh, the third line right now. So you got Roslovic on the second line center, Cylinder the third line center uh, right now with Nyquist on his left and Danforth on the right. Um, Danforth has been a surprise since the end of last season and, and continuing the surprise. Danforth, I mean, not to mention that, I mean, he's like a Swiss Army knife. He can play center or either wing. Yeah, he's very good. Um, great two-way guy. Right. He can play offense. He can grind. He can, I mean, yes. you, you can pretty much put him in any one of them 12 spots and he's going to give you everything he's got. That's like the best thing about hockey, in my opinion, is seeing these guys come out of nowhere. And I, and, and this saying this, I hope Blankenberg, uh, proves me wrong honestly i hope he makes me eat crow but seeing guys like danforth come out of nowhere and just 29 years old yeah like and and then all this here he is i here i am everybody and i ain't going nowhere nope accept it and it's i love it uh so moving on from that fourth line crowley in the middle uh, olivier on the right and robinson on the left pretty standard there i think that's going to be a pretty good fourth line for us see robinson's another guy that did not impress me during the preseason but his pk skills are the reason he's going to stick around yeah i agree uh, and then you got Wierenski, Boquist, uh, Gavrikov, Peak, and then Bean, Gubranson, uh, and then Blankenberg and Yurichek. But we know Yurichek's gone. Blankenberg's probably the odd man out there for now, I would assume. Uh, and then you got Johnson and Foodie as extras. Um, obviously, Corpy has not been playing this preseason. He's been either. officially placed on IR. He is on IR for sure. Yes, he's still on IR from last season. No, they just put him back on it. You got to be fucking kidding me! I missed that. It happened in like the last forty-eight hours. <laughs> <sighs> so here we go with that again. I, I don't well, know. we knew that was going to happen for cap reasons. That's why Tarasov's staying up. They were going to move him down What's until he's ready to go. What's the point of giving him a contract? Then I just don't understand the thought process. Go to the free agent market. I love Corpy. I love what he's done for the city and love what he's done for the team. Backed up Bob. Played really well in the playoffs for for that one time. But I mean, dude, it's it, we're done here. We're done. Well, Thank you. You. You, need, you need the depth. Because right now you got you got Elvis, you got Tarasov, you got Jet Greaves. Everyone else went back to juniors or their home country. Right. You need two up here, two down there. Yeah, that's that's fair. And for a million three for a guy that made an all star team that you know that yeah. you trust. I who, don't trust him after see, last season. Well here's the other thing. We don't know that they do know. How long was he hurt? That's true. Yeah, we don't I mean, know. If he got that. hurt in week two and tried to play through it. Let him heal and come back. Maybe he becomes the old Corpy. We'll see. I hope I, I mean, so. Honestly, none of these goalies, I don't trust any of them right now. How N can you? None of them impress me through the preseason. I mean, you know who my favorite goalie is right now? Jack Greaves. <laughs> just because you met his parents? No, his mom liked my tweet. Oh, that's right. That's what it was. Uh, no, he's just, I, I like his rebound control. I, yeah. like, I mean, he's, he's right. not there yet, yeah. but he's showing signs of, I don't know, I just... I, I like the way he plays. None of the, let's just we'll get right into it. So, can goaltending keep up with the progress of the team? Is a question I had here on the show flow today. And from what I saw in the preseason, I I don't they nothing. I did. I was not impressed uh, against fucking preseason teams letting in like they're letting in soft goals against these guys. Well, the thing that worries me is Elvis had stopped 54, 55 shots on goal before that last preseason game he played in, and then that game. I mean, I'm sure everybody in Columbus heard me screaming from my living room, stay in the fucking blue ice. Um, and then after that, the, I mean, the, the five-hole goal was just so weak. I mean, it was Bob-esque. 
Yeah, the soft goals is what really got to me. Um, okay. I think the defense looked great and the back checking was good. I just I don't understand uh, some. Two of the three pairs look good. That third pair, until Bean or somebody figures out what the hell they're doing, that third pair is a liability. Bean is not. He's been disappointing. Um, That's why I know a lot of people don't want Chikrin, but I would love to go in on Chikrin. That would give you a Chikrin, Gavrikov, Warinsky left side. Now, does Tarasov keep Corpy out of the rotation entirely? Is that something that we're looking at here? Now, Tarasov is backing up Elvis with Corpy on the IR. Is that is Corpy going to Cleveland? Is he done? I mean, I don't... I think he'll start in Cleveland on a rehab assignment. It's up to Tarasov whether or not Corpy comes back up or not. If Tarasov does what he did in the preseason, then yeah, Corpy will be back up here. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, Tarasov himself with that hip injury, right? Is that that's right? Him and Corpy are coming back off the same injury, and there's nothing to say one of them don't retweak that at some point. I, I Tarasov four or five games in last season with a season-ending injury after he played what four or five games? Is that what it was? I think it was four. It just it's ominous. I don't I don't trust that that's going to get just better. Yeah, I mean, hip injuries and groin injuries with goalies they just linger. Absolutely, that's all that, that you're using that most of the time, right? Yeah, I mean, once you once you hurt it, it it's hard to recover 100%. Uh, and then last thing I have here with some roster question marks, do any of the Cleveland guys make their way up into the lineup? Like in early season, I'm sure it'll happen, injuries and all that, but um, do you see any of those guys like the front office being like, oh, we made a mistake, come on, get up here? The only one, and maybe I'm biased, but I thought this kid should have made the team the whole time, but if – Foodie and Johnson get their shot and they don't take advantage of it, Carson Meyer is waiting in the wings. Absolutely. Now, I agree with that. I'd, I'd say it's Marchenko. I think Marchenko should have made the team over about three other guys that are on there right now. Uh, but, I, hey, I, I think Marchenko's the, the size of the ice and the speed. I mean, you could see the IQ. You could see the smarts. He's going to be up here at some Big point. Big body. Doesn't let just people yeah. push him off the puck. I mean, he's going to be up here at some point. But I think you give him 20 games in Cleveland, and then he'll be a completely different player when he comes back up. Yeah, I, I hope so. I love Marchenko, and I really want him to succeed. My bias shows big time, and I don't care. I don't care. That's fine. Luckily, I love him. Luckily, I don't have that problem. With biases? Never. Right. No, you don't have any biases towards anybody. You are a very journalistic man. Absolutely yeah. not. Uh, all right, so we're going to move into a part of the podcast here where we give predictions or where Boomer gives his predictions because I gave mine last week on the Artillery Podcast. Go listen to that on any platform you get your podcast, uh, our prediction episode last week. Um, so now Boomer will give his predictions. I would, but I don't want to go back and listen to myself. And I and also don't want to different answers. Right, I don't want to contradict myself right now. That was a whole week ago. I don't know. So I think it's going to have changed. All right, so let's get into it here with your predictions. Uh, yeah. We kind of just did went over the lines there. That's it's kind of it's what it's going to be opening night. We don't really need to do line predictions. Um, you kind of already touched on it, saying Johnson or Foodie may make their way in there, but probably. Yeah, I think. I mean, they're they're there for a reason right now. It's just on a night we don't need Olivier to beat the crap out of somebody. Right. That's when they're going to get their chance, and yeah. it's up to them to take advantage of it. Agreed. Uh, all right, so let's get into it here with predictions. Uh, this is from Little Boomer CBJ. If you would disagree with any of these, go yell at him on Twitter. Uh, oh, there's a lot of you that are going to disagree with me. All right, let's start it off easy here. Who's getting the most goals for the Blue Jackets this season? Should I go with my my real prediction or my online prediction from last night? Oh, that's entirely up to you. I do not know. Are they different? Yes. My last night I said as a joke that I thought Boone Jenner would lead the team in goals with 52. 
because 47 of them will, would be off of rebounds from Patrick Line one-timers. And then what did Neff say to you? And Neff said, way to go 52 over 47. So he got Bemstrom's extra five goals to make it 52. Yeah, Bemstrom, that crazy scoring throw on the right side with all five goals he scores. But I honestly, with the skill we got on the power play this year and with Johnny Gaudreau zooming all over the place, there's no way Patrick Line doesn't lead this team in goals. Line A. That's a pretty popular pick so far this offseason. Uh, mine was Goudreau. Yeah, and I, and everybody's saying, Liney's going to get 50, Liney's going to get 50. I think he's going to get 48. I have I have an announcement to all the little boomers out there after this podcast, uh, like at the end of this. I Just don't let me forget. Okay. Because I, I, I need to pump some brakes here on some of you people. Including me. Uh, all right, who's getting the most assists here? Most assists. Well, if Liney's getting 47 goals, somebody's got to be feeding him the puck. But it's not who you think because Chinnikov's going to be paired with Borchek on the second line. So Old Man River leads this team in assists. And this year he gets 57. 57? We're going up one. How many did you say Liney scores? 48. Wow. High expectations from the boom so oh, far. Always, All right. Always positive. Uh, so most goals lining with 48, most assists, four check with 57. And hey, we're going to uh, score like crazy this year. We're going to score over four goals a game. Problem is we're going to give up 3.8. That's the problem. That is the issue for sure. I, I agree with that. I think the goal scoring last season was some of the best we've ever yeah, seen as a franchise. we're going to score a lot of goals, but we're going to give up a bunch still. All right, so who scores the most points overall this season? Most points. I got to go Johnny Hockey because he's going to get goals on that line, but he's also going to be feeding line A. Now, I don't think we're going to have a 115-point appearance like he did last year, but I think upper 80s is very possible. I'm thinking like 89. Everyone wants that 90th one, but he tries too hard. Yeah, I. we have to be careful with what we're saying there. I, I hear you, and I. that would be breaking a team record. We're going to set records this year. I believe that, okay. honestly. Offensively, we're going to set records. The, I think believe the record right now for the team, most team points on the team is 82 by Artemi Panarin in right. 2018. Yeah, he beats that with over a week left in the season. All right. Uh, like I said, the problem is not scoring goals this year. The problem is not stopping other teams from scoring goals. That's fair. Yeah, that's the goaltending is is the biggest uh, question mark that right third now. Third pair D and the goaltending, I still have questions about. All right, so now let's move into a macro sec side of it. Uh, the whole team. Uh, how many points will the Columbus Blue Jackets score this year by the end of the, at the end of the season? Well, everybody knows we're going to get triple digits, right? That's what everybody's telling me. But as the optimist, 81, 81 points last year. Well, we're not going to be worse. No. Uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to be worse. I on paper, no. No, I mean everyone else thinks we're going to be worse. I don't think we hit a hundred because the Metro is so stacked that they're going to be beating each other up. So there are going to be a lot of three-point games here and there, and then there are going to be a lot of one-nothing losses that you probably shouldn't have had, but then you'll turn around and beat them one-nothing next time. But if we had 81 last year and we're not getting 100 this year, I think we're going to squeak in at like 93 in honor of Jacob Vorchek. And I still think that's going to be good enough. 100 points last year from Washington made the wild card. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the Metro was not as good last year as it is this year all the way up through, up and down. Uh, you're. I think you're right about that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I think Philly, I think the winner of the Metro this year will probably be the only team with over 100 points. I think you're going to have. Oh, that's. Oh, really? 
Yeah, the Metro's going to beat each other up. All right. We'll see. Uh, And if that's the case, then the Blue Jackets are prepared for that with the team that they have put together right now. Exactly. All right. Uh, Minus goaltending. So then we're (laughs) going to – I'm sorry. I couldn't help it. It's just – it's so daunting. I I cannot – it's just like a – black cloud above the whole team right now is goaltending and it's just ready to dump so on them on I think I think the the team points are going to be skewed this year because the Atlantic is upper heavy and bottom crap. That's how Whereas it is. Yeah. the Metro you've got 1 through 7 are going to be beating each other up and then Tortorella is going to try and make Philly better. I think you will. There I I saw a rumor they were looking to get Felino in there. I only they got the space. I don't know. We'll see. That's why they didn't move on Goudreau. They're broke. I don't know if that's why they didn't move on Goudreau. That's what they said. That GM's working some funny business over there. I don't know what's going on with that guy. He's like, we're not trying for Goudreau. Fuck you for asking, basically. Like, all right, whatever, dude. Philly yeah, fans, they, hate, they hate him right now. Yeah, I mean, free agency opened up, and they were five minutes later like, yeah, we're closed. Yeah, we're done with that. See you later. But we got torts, though. Uh, so have fun with that. All right, Metro standings. Uh, let's Let's hear it here from you. One through eight. Metro standings. Let's start with number – let's start with last place here. Work our way up? Yeah. Okay. We're going to work our way up. I have Pittsburgh in last. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I said that wrong. Philadelphia in last. Okay. That was just – oh, that was – Holy Fro- shit. I was about Freudian to – Freudian slip. Freudian slip. <laughs> wow. Yeah. All right. So, you got Philly in last. Yep. In seventh – I have New Jersey. Is there only seven teams in the Metro? There's eight. Oh, okay. Philly's eight. Seventh will be New Jersey. I'm so Jersey. sorry. All right. Number seven, New Jersey. Wow, that's pretty low for them. There were uh, people on Twitter predicting them to be in the top three. I don't think they're – I don't think – who did they get? Was it Vanacek at goalie? Oh, I don't uh, think maybe. he's the answer. They got a, they got one of the Hugheses down there. Well, Jack Hughes hasn't proved to me to stay healthy a whole year. True. So, you know – do it this year. Now, I think they're going to be a lot better. But like I said, I think one through seven are going to just beat up on each other. Yeah. I just think Philly's the odd team out. Uh, who you got at number six? Number six. You want to do a drum roll? Oh, boy. The Washington Capitals are finally too old to play hockey. Wow. Yeah, they got an old team up there, huh? TJ Oshie sneezed and was already day-to-day. Yeah, he broke his hip, I heard. It's Only broke his hippies day to day. It's just bruised. Oh, bruised hip. Yeah. Tom Wilson looked at him wrong. Uh, and then number five. This is number five. Yes. Caps. Let's recap top three. Uh, bottom three. Philly, New Jersey, and and Washington. Uh, eight, seven, and six. Number five, please. The tux tuxedo chickens missed the playoffs. Jeez. They put the band back together, and nobody goes to the farewell show. Yeah, they, they spent all that money to, to keep Malkin in town and, and Chris Letang. I there's, think they just there's paid. There's no way Crosby, Malkin, and Letang, there's no way all of them play more than 70 games. I mean, you'll be lucky to get 45 to 50 apiece out of them because they all get hurt at different times. That would that would probably make them miss the playoffs. Plus, Man, would, they, just, they be... have no depth right now either. I mean, we still got fucking Jeff Carter. Jeff Carter. Well, he wasn't bad up there. All right, number four. Number four, and and let me explain before you lose your shit. I got the New York Rangers because the New York Rangers are one goalie injury away from sucking. They have no backup, 
And I personally – they get rid of Georgia? I, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. He went to uh, Colorado. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I he's, for, yeah, he's he? Colorado. Okay. So they have no backup, and I'm just – this is wishful thinking. I just – I hate them so much. I, I believe they are really? a little overrated, but I just – I hope they finish fourth, so – that's fair. I I see them winning the Metro this year. I don't. I have them winning the Metro. Yeah, you've been wrong twice today. That's I'm wrong all the time too. <laughs> oh, I'm just waiting for people to tell me how wrong I am. Because if I am right, I look like a fucking genius. Yeah. If I am wrong, who cares? I'm always wrong. Nobody remembers if we're wrong. Right. Yeah. That's the best part about now. Doing if I'm this. right, I'll remind everybody. Nobody cares. And if they do, who? I don't care if they care. All right. Number three. I have us. CBJ. The CBJ. Uh, wow. So wild card there? No. Third's a non-wild card. No. Oh. So we're going to play the next team who finishes second. Which is going to be? The New York Islanders. Jesus. And before everybody says, this guy's a fucking idiot. I was going to say that. Last year, this team started on a 13-game road trip from hell, came home to their new facility, and then the entire franchise got COVID. They had to shut down for two and a half weeks. And so they played, what was it, 17 games in 24 days to end the season and went 500 or just a little over 500 during that? Two years ago, this team was in game seven and lost in overtime to Tampa Bay, who won the damn cup. Well, now they got a new coach who wants to play offense instead of all defense. The Barzell contract's already done and over with. It is not going to be a distraction this year. I think the Islanders come back with a fury. I like it. And I die honest, that's not a joke. I really think the Islanders finish second this year, and everybody else goes, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. You can't use last year as a crutch all the time, and I, I agree with what you're saying there. Absolutely. And then I got Carolina in first. For obvious reasons. Went in the Metro with the, the changes they made on defense. Their, their goaltending Frederick Anderson proved he can play goalie during the regular season like he always does. Um, they are a great regular season team that won't do shit in the playoffs again. Hey, there's all my predictions from last week. Hey, yeah, there they are. Yeah, how about that? I had us coming in fourth in the Metro. Yeah. With 90. Missing the playoffs though. I think the Atlantic is stacked. They have a good top five. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem with Atlanta. It's it's not that they have a good top five. They have a shit bottom three. That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah, I think think Blue Jackets will come in fourth in the division but miss the playoffs. Probably mercifully. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe we'll get Connor Bedard. (sighs) Because the lottery's (laughs) been so nice to us already. Yeah, for real. How many number one overall picks have we gotten? Uh, Just the one we traded for. That's right. Good old Rick Nash. Come on down, buddy. Is that number one overall? Count the cash, Rick Nash. Yeah, that's right. All right, so there you have it, the predictions. We are never wrong, never lost, undefeated, never lost. Uh, 60% of the time, I'm right 100% of the time. That's correct. Yep, 60% of the time, it works every time. And when I say it works, I mean our... Anchorman, the sexual panther cologne. Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. That smells like pure gasoline. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it smells like it smells like a a diaper full of Indian food wrapped in burnt hair. <laughs> My favorite right. ones is have you ever watched the actual DVD where they have the uh, <laughs> the, the 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 different 
scenes where they actually the one where oh that escalated quickly yeah. what well, ends up that Steve Carell's under the table looking for cookies oh my god yeah Brick killed a guy I saw that there was a horse a guy on fire and Brick stabbed a guy with a trident <laughs> Brick, just, Brick just goes <laughs> I did Brick where'd you get that grenade I don't know <laughs> all right moving on from Anchorman quotes I could do all this right. all day yeah, I could do oh I love that movie all right, we're moving into our last segment of the day here. Uh, already at 45 minutes. Thank you so much for sticking with us so far, little boomers. Um, <laughs> if you're still there. Uh, I think it's been a good podcast so far. Uh, life advice with little boomer. This one is still yet to take traction, but we got some replies today uh, that we can work with here. And we always need to put it up a little earlier. We wait till the last minute to do everything. We are very bad at procrastinating. We are. But Actually, we we're get, really good at procrastinating. We are really good at it. We always get our shit out, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. I uh, mean, this was supposed to be out this morning. <laughs> it was. Well... We'll Sorry, talk, Stu. We'll talk about that. We might move to Mondays. I don't know. We'll see. Anyways. Uh, all right. Let's go into life advice, little boomer. All right. So the first uh, little bit of advice that is being requested here um, is from friend of the pod and and good friend of, of ours, Elaine Shercliffe. Uh, Elaine was in my suite. Elaine is, is a wonderful beat writer. Um, she's a great writer overall. And you should go look at all of her stuff on her Twitter, at I'm a Rain Dancer. Uh, Elaine, Elaine is, is having you know some problems right now, and she wants to reach out to you for some life advice, Boomer. Uh, she wants to know, how do I find a man? Well, move out of Ohio. Cause, oh, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Ouch. <laughs> uh, personally, I did the dating scene um, after my divorce from my ex-wife, and it does suck. The, the dating scene in, in Ohio, like, it's just horrible. Stay off of stay off of internet dating. No. The worst. Don't go to Tinder. Fair. I actually met Mrs. Boomer on the original Match.com. That's pretty fucking cool. Because people on Match.com aren't playing games. And if they are, you know, after one date. So I would say... Get a Match.com account or real advice or just say, screw it. You don't need a man and just come drinking with us every weekend. Yeah. We'll be your men. We could could be your wingmen. To to an extent. Yeah. Wingmen. I like that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you would find in the group we hang out with at our bar, but we could could explore other places. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I wonder why my girlfriend is still with me. But you just have to say, talk to me, Goose, if you want me to go talk to the dude for you. That's all That's all it takes? Yep. Talk, talk to me, Goose. Talk to me, Goose. On it. All right. Yeah, we'll get, that, we'll get the hook up in there. Elaine, I think she's coming up for opening night. Maybe not. I, I don't, don't know. remember. I know I'm going up in November to watch the monsters when you guys are in Finland to hang out with her. Okay. Well, then go find it. Yeah, go help her out there. There we go. Match.com. Oh, that's, no, that's what no, we should do, and no, you should film it all. weekend of November 5th, when I come up to watch the Monsters after the game, we can go to the flats, because I know it's just stacked with eligible bachelors. Hell yeah. Is it? I've never been around there. Is that bad? Is that a bad part of town? It's not a bad part of town. It's like campus. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that like where Cleveland State is? I don't know. I think I know they I think the flats down and rebuilt. It's been years since I've partied. I up got there. a I got a fire extinguisher thrown at my head around over there one time. Oh my god! I got, I made this guy. So Were mad. you on fire? Uh, no, I wasn't. But I was in his apartment with his girlfriend in their room. That's a whole other. So, that's a whole other story. I should have. So met. you deservedly got a fire extinguisher <laughs> thrown at your head. I didn't know she was dating anybody. She didn't tell me. It's not my fault. Did you ask? 
No, of course not. You don't ask that. You just go. What do you mean? I was like 20 years old, 21. Of course I didn't ask. No. I'm on his side. <laughs> sure. In hindsight, I probably am too, but that motherfucker threw a fire. I've, I mean, I spit on him. It's a whole It's a whole thing, all right? Wow, we may have to dive in this into a later <laughs> he episode. Me. I have so many college stories about this. The stu- I can't believe I'm still alive. I'll I tell you that right I now. I can tell you about the time I bought half a bar in Korea. Oh my God, that's for another podcast. We'll do that. We'll we'll get uh, we're gonna get Dave Metzold on this season. We'll 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 do some stories, some drinking stories when it comes to that. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that's Elaine. That is the foolproof way to find a man. Match dot com. There is no better way. You heard it here from the boom himself. Uh, Match dot com. Hey, I've been happily married for a dozen years because of it. There, hey, that's beautiful. Uh, and Shannon is a treasure. She is amazing. I got lucky. <laughs> um, all right, moving on here. Not really any advice questions. I don't think that uh, you people out there, you listeners, know what life advice is. Uh, this is not a let's get social. This is not ask us questions. Uh, but this is if you need life advice, if you're going through some tough shit right now, Boomer's probably been through it once in his life, and he's going to give you advice on it. I have seen a lot of shit. That's what I'm saying. That's what we're here for. Uh, from Julie, she didn't understand the assignment. That's okay. She's a friend of the pod. I love Julie. Uh, she says, Terve, uh, which is hope you're healthy and in Finnish. I thought it meant hello, but Duolingo's been lying to me for months now. Sick of it. Uh, <laughs> she was like, what are you talking about? Last time I saw I was trying to speak Finnish to her. She's like, what are you saying? Fucking, I paid how much for Duolingo and they're lying to me? Yeah, this is the point. She'd say that and I'd stop and ask her husband. What'd she say? Yep, that's fair. Great guy. Uh, she says, when Tarasov outplays Elvis, hot take, what will be Corpy's situation? Cleveland? If Tarasov outplays Elvis, yeah, Corpy's stuck in Cleveland unless Tarasov just outplays him that well that they trade Elvis, and then they both get to stay in Columbus. I cannot see Elvis being Tarasov's backup this season. I cannot see it. No. I think that that's the future plan, but I don't see it right now. There's but what no if way. he went on a two-month terror like Elvis did? Yeah, I mean, it would take an Elvis injury, right, for that to even happen, In my, well, I think. I mean, if he's going on a shutout streak, how do you not put him back in the net? Right, That's and that was the Corpy I Elvis mean, situation we saw last time. Right, I mean, it's with these goalies, first man to take the job, it's, their, it's Elvis's job until someone takes it from him. But if one of these guys comes out and takes it from him, it's their job. I mean, it's like it's not like this position is untouchable. Right. It's not. Not even it a is, little bit. I mean, it is Elvis' job to lose. It's the most touchable of any positions on yes, the team right I now. I mean, Elvis is our number one. Yeah. But it is still his job to lose. Agreed. So if Tarasov or Corpy stand on their head – there's no way you can just keep throwing the other guy back in when the other guy's out playing him. Right. So it'd be different if he was Hendrick Lundqvist or Mark Andre Fleury or Hessek or Patrick Waugh, you know, but he's not. But it is his job, and if one of the other guys takes it from him, it's losable. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, great take there. I love it. Great analysis. Sometimes I know what I'm talking there about. There you go, Julie. There's your advice. Whew, I blacked out. What happened? Is it raining? Uh, all right. Next little tidbit here. Again, this is another question and not really life advice. Uh, uh, I don't. So, in it from Slapshots Bar and Grill at Slapshots. Oh, oh no. This one is life advice. 614. This is business advice. 
uh, which could be life advice because we are advising ourselves and our life in a in a certain way. So six uh, slap shots bar and grill slap shot six one four a new a new bar and grill coming to a to a new empty building near you somewhere in Columbus. They won't tell us, and they still don't have a logo. Did Did you read the response to their question? Yes. Oh, is that a joke? Okay, that has to be a joke. Yeah, it's a joke, but uh, they, I appreciate they, it. So Slapshots Bar and Grill said, what alcohol do you want us to have? Uh, Kevin M- McChesney uh, at Tiger Physics responded to that and said, beer, craft beer, like Bud Light and Bush Light. They are a local beer, so you may not be familiar with them yet. It's a funny joke, Kevin. Fuck off. All right. Hey, I agree with Kevin. Hey, there's nothing <laughs> wrong with a Bush Latte. Just kidding. It's, there's it's not a craft beer. I mean, come on. It's, it's, a, it's a domestic it's delicious alcohol water. I mean, Miller Light. I drink the shit out of Bush it. Bush Light yes. on a golf course. <laughs> we'll, we'll be doing crafts after we run over signs, Boonet Bulls. Oh, oh Jesus! Don't even get me started. All right. So but what? Al- what alcohol? If you had to pick right now, top five alcohols you want them to have in that bar just for us. Uh, what do you? What do you want? And I can maybe maybe make this happen. What? I'll right. buy, slap shots. My people will be getting in touch with your people. Maybe we can get our own alcohol in there. Well, the undisputed number one. Is Miller Lite. That's just good enough to kill my grandpa. It's good enough to kill me. So you can never go wrong with Miller Lite. Number two, you got to have a good vodka. What's the best vodka locally? Hmm, I'm racking my brain right and now. I'm, I'm not really... saying this because sponsorships and whatever, but High Bank Vodka. Oh, High Bank, of course, sponsorships. I wasn't even thinking I, about that. I'm not that. even doing it because of that. I actually love High Bank Vodka and Lemonade. It's good stuff. It, it, I drink it all the time. I make my boozy lemonade with it. I mean, High Bank Vodka and Lemonade. And that's the other key is you got to have lemonade to put in the vodka. So... Then, staying on that one, of course, what's my favorite shot in the world? Pink Whitney. Uh, I'm going to need Pink Whitney. Some more vodka. Right. With I like, lemonade. I like pink lemonade vodka shots with my vodka and lemonade. Birdie juice. So Not many of those drank this year. Bad, and, bad year of golfing. And then, you, you need to contact North High Brewery and bring back the stick. Ooh. Oh, yeah, the stick. Oh, the best amber ale in Columbus. So good, so good. Well, I might have to reach out to them. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, the stick is amazing. That's probably one of my two or three favorite beers of all time. And then, if we're gonna have to have one more alcohol, not that I would be drinking it because I'm not allowed to drink it anymore because I get really violent. But for all my friends that want to party. Ladies love tequila. Oh, I love a good tequila. Make sure you got lime wedges, though. So, Miller Lite, Stick, Pink Whitney, High Bank Vodka with Lemonade, and tequila. That's beautiful. I We're drinking there every night. I didn't pick one bourbon. You sure didn't? That's okay. We don't really drink bourbon, I though. Know. I'm a clear liquor guy. Like, I'll go home and drink a bourbon on, on the rocks and, like, relax and play some video games and have a bourbon or two, you know. But I'm not drinking bourbon out with friends like partying. Yeah, and if and if you need to confirm, you can contact our bar and look at my receipts. These are legit. They are public knowledge. They, he spends so much that they he gets taxed on them individually and they are now in the public forum. His his our bar receipts. I know that's that's true. That's a true could, thing. Could be. Yeah. Also the cops have been watching him cuz his truck got stolen one time. I don't know what happened. 
anyways. All right, moving on from that before you get all sad again. Uh, you got a better truck anyways. It's fine. I did. I, I moved uh, up in the world. Next, uh, last, the next and last thing, last thought here before we get out of here. We're in an hour. It's, it's time to go. I got dinner calling my name. Oh, I just fucking fruit fly in my bourbon. God damn it. All right, anyways, fuck you. Uh, so sick of it. Speechless. Speaking of bourbon, I'm drinking bourbon right now with a fruit fly. Little bitch. Eh, they don't drink much. Get Just scoop there. it out. I, I don't drink much. Crushed yeah. you. All right. Uh, from DK2's exclusive private society at Condescending DK, uh, his bio reads, hotter than your boyfriend, prettier than your wife. God, what a douche. Uh, he says, no question here, but my very best wishes and prayers to Little Boomer uh, on the loss of Bemstrom to Cleveland. So thoughts and prayers. Let's have a moment of silence here. I'll survive. And we're back. Yeah, that's all, right. yeah, that's all we got. Uh, thank you, Bemstrom, for nothing, I guess, and have fun in Cleveland. So I, I really do wish him the best. I hope he goes up there, takes advantage of this opportunity, comes back with a fury and pushes these other guys, and the best man wins. Sure you do. That's a lie. All right. Uh, we're done here. Uh, it's been an hour, and we've gotten all of our hockey thoughts out. Do you have anything else you've, that's been burning at the back of your mind you want to talk about? I, I only have one question. Okay. All right, I'm assuming we're having this R bar party Wednesday. Right. I didn't pr- I didn't push that. Thank you. Yes. But every time I've wore the Voracek jersey at Nationwide Arena or in the Arena District, Voracek has scored this year. Which has been twice? Three times. Three times. Oh, wow. Yeah. So now Wednesday, do I wear the little boomer jersey because it's an away game? Save Voracek for Friday? Or do I just keep wearing Voracek until he doesn't score? I think Voracek should be saved for home games only. So Little Boomer Wednesday, Voracek Little Friday. Boomer Wednesday. That's also an artillery event, so people are going to recognize you as part of the artillery on Wednesday. Uh, you're going to be part of the podcast that we're doing, the live podcast. Let me just let me start from the beginning. Wednesday at yeah, our bar. skipped over that part. Yeah, Wednesday at our bar. Uh, the Artillery 614 Hockey are collaborating with 99.7 The Fan. Uh, the Loper Blitz. and Randy will be the there. Blitz. Uh, the Blitz. I'm sorry, not The Fan. The Blitz. I'm sorry. 97.1 is The Fan. I always get so stupid. Uh, 99.7 Loper and Randy are coming to host the opening watch party uh, at our bar for the Blue Jackets. Um, Jordan, Warren, myself, Tyler, and Little Boomer will be there recording a live podcast and giving out uh, goodies to everybody. Uh, we will be doing a man. I, I, I'm announcing this to you right now. Uh, we're going to be setting up a man on the street area out there by the swing gate. Uh, so you're going to be pulling people over. We should have merchandise to give away for questions answered. Nice. Um, it's going to be good merchandise. It'll have to be really good questions. Okay. So I should get to work on that. Yes. Uh, and then uh, 614 Hockey, Matt Pfeffer will be there. We're collaborating with them. Uh, he is going to be uh, have a pop up shop. He's going to be doing his whole six one four thing. Uh, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great. It's going to be a great party. Get there early. Uh, that place has a capacity limit, and they are going to be packed the fuck out for this. I yeah. promise. So get there early. The patio will be open. It's going to be a beautiful day. Hey, worst case scenario, door cup. Door cup. Yeah. Hey, come in. Get yourself a drink and hang out uh, around the area because yeah. you can walk anywhere with those plastic. As long cups as you down don't there. go down the steps, you're good. And even then, nobody's going to stop you. I didn't say that out loud. I did not just – I did. It's recorded. I, I just said no that. idea what you just said. Uh, yeah, so Wednesday we're doing that. Um, yeah, and that's that. So I'll say it again before we get out of here. I do have one thing to say, though, to all of the fans. I Look, I'm all about optimism. 
I, I love the optimism. I, I think it's great that we got Johnny Goudreau in here. Uh, Insert Debbie Downer music now. Made the team better. 100% on paper made them better. I, I do not disagree with that. I think the defense is, is bolstered now. Goodbranson has a lot to prove here. Uh, he has to live up to that contract. Um, but the goaltending is my biggest question. I, I don't trust the goaltending, and I think with bad goaltending, you can score four four goals a game and, and still give up six and, and end with 80 points on the season. Can I add one thing? Yeah. We've got a new nickname for Goodbranson. I, I confirmed it with him Tuesday at the season ticket holder meet the team. Okay. And we had a little conversation because his line was short because nobody knew how to get to the club level. But I told him, because so many people have given him crap about that 4x4 contract, we're just going to nickname him Big Truck. So he's the 4x4 Big Truck. Love to hear it. So Big Truck, Eric, uh, Eric the Viking, right? No, he's just Big Truck. Now. Okay, cool. Big Truck, that's going to be Boomer's next jersey. Um, going back to it anyways, though, uh, the expectations, in my opinion, from the fan base right now are so high. And I, I, there's no way that this team gets triple-digit points. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be that guy right now. But just what I'm seeing, they, they've added one really good player. And I guess the, the prospects are there. But, man, I just do not see them scoring more than 90 points this year. I have them at 90 in my predictions and missing the playoffs. So I've only got 93. You're not, you're not far off, but you have them making the playoffs. Well, I just have the Metro beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. I, did, I think the triple-digit expectations from some people are just out insane. I, I don't see that happening. I love the optimism. I know that sounds funny coming from me, but, like, seeing the fan base just actually all pointed in the same direction for a change. You're right. Except I'm being for half a dozen people who always want to rain on everybody's parade. Is that me? Troy is the worst. Just kidding, buddy. I love that you. guy's all right. And, yeah, I know, but he loves to rain on people's parades. I mean, he's usually right is the bad part. He reminds me of me. <laughs> Except he's right. <laughs> but, no, I mean, you're right. The optimism is out of control, but I would no, rather great. this. I'm sorry. I would rather this fan base be optimistic together than 37 different pessimists yeah, like we have been for years. I don't know what I'm trying to do there. I'm just trying to play the other side of it. Everybody's really excited about this season. I'm really excited about this season. I think they're going to do better than they did last year. I, I don't know what I'm trying to do. We're either here. going to really happy or really 2007. No, not 2007. That will not happen. Please, no. 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 They made the playoffs that year. Yeah, I just, I honestly, I mean, I don't see any way we're worse than last year. No, I don't see it either. I, mean, I don't. The, even the teams in our division, the, the only team that really, I feel like in our division, that made themselves a lot better. Is Carolina. And New York. How? Didn't they pick some? I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, they got Trocheck and Cop at the deadline, but Cop, yeah. They he's got still, Cop he's still listed as out. I think he went to Detroit, though. He's not there anymore. Oh, maybe. I don't know. So, I mean, they, no, really, that's right. You're right. they really didn't add much in the offseason. They're just going with what they got. And then, I mean, I think the honestly, I think with the, them, the biggest thing is if that goalie gets hurt, they're done. I, I agree. Um, yeah, regardless of what I just said, I, I, I'm still going to be at all the games. I'm still going to be going nuts, losing my voice at these games, cussing out the other team, cussing out other fans. Uh, that's just what I do, and Trying I love to fight doing predator it. predator fans again. Very fucking good at that. Uh, it's talking shit. It's one of my best things that I do. Um, so good at it. But it's <laughs> You could have seen his face when he said so good at it. Oh, God. 
Yeah, those Nashville fans didn't know what to do that one night when you yeah, pulled I was like, out. We gotta get you the fuck out of here. Speaking of that, I that's when Bemstrom had his hat trick. All right, we're done here. So it's my fault. It is your fault. We're getting out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, don't forget Wednesday we're going to be at our bar for the opening night party, uh, a watch party. It's it's an away game at Carolina. Uh, come hang out with us. Uh, also. Uh, uh, Union Blue Soldiers new beer is coming out. It will be at our bar that night as well. It comes out on Wednesday, so come drink some of that as well. As well, the White Lager is that what it's called? Or yes, what's what's the it called? Union, I believe it was a White Lager. A White Lager. It's that's not the name it's of a, it. It's the Union Soldiers. The 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 can design is amazing. Come check yeah, it out. The artwork's amazing. Yeah, great artwork. Come check well, it out. Uh, for Wednesday. those of you that listen to Chicklets, they've got the Big Deal Brewing in stock already. Yeah, Big Deal Brewing as well. It's going to be a party. So. Uh, like I already said it, we're done here. Uh, we're getting out of here. Thanks so much. We will see you next Monday. Yes, we're going to move to Mondays. We're moving to Mondays. Until at least the first of the year. And so, peace, love, and hockey. They swept Pittsburgh that year, I think, yeah. in the first round. And then swept the second round. They won the second round five games. Yeah. Yeah, they were good that year. And then they went seven with Tampa and were one goal, one goal away in overtime from going to the finals. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, levels look pretty good. We are checking the mics right now. How do we sound out there, little boomers? Oh, we can't hear you because we're podcasting. <laughs> Speak up. I can't hear you. Speak up. Oh, uh, I can hear Neff. <laughs> I think we, yeah, I can hear Neff from fucking Tijuana, where the hell he is right now. All right, uh, I think we sound good. Let's get, let's get into it here. Huh?